Good morning, good afternoon. Welcome to the No Mongol Podcast, a weekly show about all things skateboarding. And my name is Rick Beta. Today's guest is someone who's been killing it in the game for decades. He's also the owner and mastermind behind the All I Need brand and podcast. And probably one of the, the humblest dudes that I've never met, Anthony Shetler joins me today. Anthony, welcome to the show, man. Hey, Rick, man. Thanks for that intro. Uh, I appreciate that. And uh, I'm always stoked to uh, be on someone else's show. It's cool, man. Yeah, dude, I appreciate your time. And, and I was doing the research for you know our, our chat today, and it's, you, you've been very open and honest about your, you know, your story and documented. And I know you've talked about it a bunch. But I wanted, just in case, to shed some light on in case maybe someone's listening that maybe doesn't know or are just kind of new to your work. So, I mean, with that being said, I mean, how important was it that your friend Dale came into your life when he did back in the day? Yeah, man. Yeah, thanks for asking that. I, I actually like talking about this because it helps, helps me process and move past it, which is nice, you know? And, like, it was really important, man. This is, like, when I was growing up, man, I just had a – crazy childhood experience like my family was really broken my dad was in a motorcycle gang and my mom was uh on and off of drugs and they had this crazy relationship and there was times where I went back and forth between them me my brother and my sister and we would just bounce back and forth man my and I moved to so many places like I've lived in so many states Arizona California Massachusetts New York uh, all over, man, Florida, uh, Arizona, like just going back and forth between my parents and, uh, there was violence and a lot of drug abuse. And I just grew up like not, never really having like a secure home or knowing, like having like, um, calmness and safety. So like I was out living in New Hampshire and I met this kid, Dale, and we were in the trailer park. I was going to meet up with this girl and it happened to be his girlfriend at the time. Uh, but I didn't know that I was just going to hang out with her because I thought she was cute. And then um, he was there and she was like, oh, this is my boyfriend. And he had a skateboard and he was just dicking around in the driveway doing kick flips and three flips. And uh, he was so cool to me. He's like, yo, you ever skate? And just like started showing me all the stuff. And like we literally just connected from right there. It was like he ended up having an extra board. And he's like, dude, you can have my extra board. Let's you want to sleep over my house that day. He's like. And I was like, yeah, I got nothing else going on. This seems super fun. And then from that day on, I was so addicted to skating that we just became best friends. And I hung out with him every day, all day. And that was like a huge escape from all the chaos in my family life. I didn't have to like, I didn't have to go home and like not have anything to look forward to because I was already dreaming about all these tricks and like how to get that, how to learn to fucking ollie, how to like uh how are all those flip tricks done like he showed me about magazines and videos and pros and ams and like the whole world of skateboarding and uh that basically just consumed me and i it was the greatest escape from the hell that was my life at that time yeah i mean it's it's like like you've I've mentioned you you've talked about your story and you you know you're processing it and you're, you're actually you handle it well i mean it's it's amazing what you've been through you know and, and where you got today and but a quick thing on, on Dale, too, I put on my notes here. So, Dale, he was a Mongo pusher, right, from what I recall? <laughs> yeah, he was, dude. And I, I would follow him. He, we would skate about – because back in the day, you would just skate for miles because we'd want to go skate, like, the grocery store, and it was, like, two <laughs> miles away. So I would skate behind him because he was way better. 
and he could push and he's just flying and I'm sitting there scratching my head trying to keep up with Dale and he's just flying I'm like it's got to be the way he's pushing it's got to be and uh he was just the ugliest mongo push you could imagine just full bodied like swinging the hips side to side like yes. now that I think about it I'm like how did I think that was it but uh I tried I tried so hard to copy Dale I tried pushing mongo for like two months because I'm like I'm gonna figure this shit out and I just never could get it. I can never figure out Mongo push. I might be the only person that could never figure out Mongo pushing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I can't recall. I've been riding for over 30 years. But I, I'm assuming that when I started out, I, I pushed Mongo very briefly. And I don't know when or how my brain said, no, that's not how you want to push. Maybe I just saw it or saw it in magazines. But, you know, you, you, growing up, Bill Danforth was representing. Like, there were all these skaters out who were doing it, so you saw it. But there was something in my brain. I was like, you don't want to go there. <laughs> you don't want to go <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, wa watching, Dale, watching Dale do switch tricks, too, kind of fucked me up because I wasn't sure if he had, like, better switch skating because of the Mongo push. Like, my wires got all crossed, and I couldn't yeah. figure out how the Mongo was incorporating <laughs> in it. And then I just realized it was like, I don't know how to Mongo. I'm not going to be able to Mongo push, so I better just figure out a new way. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. Once Switch came in, got in the game, like the Swango push and all that, you're like, you're like I don't know. I can't keep up. I'm just going to try and make it as stylish as possible either way, right? It's like, just no Mongo push. And real quick, though, are, are you still in touch with him? Do you still in, Are you in contact with Dale? Dude, I just hung out with Dale and his daughters uh, about a week ago. He's in one of my newest YouTube videos. He lives about two hours from me, but anytime I go up there, there's an awesome skate park called Red Alert Skate Park in Rochester, New Hampshire. And I started skating in New Hampshire, and uh, I just go back there, and I meet up with Dale, and he'll come to the park and hang out, bring his daughters, we'll get food. He's just a legendary dude, man. He uh, doesn't skate as much now, but he just has three kids and a house and a wife, and he's been a chef, and... He's just worked on his career, and he still loves skating, you know? That's awesome, man. Yeah, I must have missed that, you know, because, I mean, you do. We'll get into it a little bit more later, but, you, I mean, you got a lot of content out there, which is great. Um, great for me as a host because I can, you know, pick and choose what I want to talk about. But, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a mental note to check that one out. I want to see Dale and just kind of see, you know, as, as an adult now and someone who is, you know, a huge influence in your life, you know, kind of that's a cool story. I would kind of came full circle for you. Yeah, my last edit I put up, it's uh... – all I need skate demo at red alert. He's in there for like a quick second. It's just like, I, he literally walks by me with a mask on and I just like <laughs> took a, I took like a snip of him and put it nice. in there. Hey, Dale's, dude, a, le that's, dude, that's Dale's awesome. a legend. Like coming up, Dale was a legend cause he got into the magazines and videos. Like he talked about wanting to be in forum one and then he worked at it and he made it fucking happen. Nice. I, I think he was pushing Mongo at the time too. Yeah. And still got in there. Yes. <laughs> like that's pretty legendary. <laughs> I love that, man. I love that. And 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 going back just to the full story, like I like to say, I mean not to make it all about me, but I like to say skateboarding saved my life too. My story isn't as as crazy and hectic as yours, but when I hear your story and kind of did the research, like skateboarding literally saved your life. I mean, like there was we all know how these stories go and and it did so dale was huge and it literally saved your life so you you say it a lot but it did it's true it's fact yeah man S seriously on a real level like i was depressed and suicidal like there was days where i was just like confused about like how my mom was acting and if she gave a shit about us that was a lot of things like a lot of my thoughts growing up was like 
my mom was so high and low with everything because she had a serious substance abuse and like she needed a lot of therapy and probably medication to balance her out but she was just running wild and we lived in trailer parks and uh projects and stuff so there was a lot of people that if you have issues there's a lot of people around that have issues too and you take advantage of each other and then it just so she would like disappear for days on end and like as a 12 year old kid or like 10 year old pretty much my whole upbringing until about 13 when I found skating I was living off and on with my mom and every time I lived with her it was just complete chaos so I would just have these days where I didn't want to wake up I just sleep because I would like I'd get to the edge of tears and I would think about everything and I'd get overwhelmed and I would just be like, fuck it. I don't want to do this. Like, I just want to go to sleep and I'd like go cry, sleep for days, you know? And then uh, my father was in a motorcycle gang and had his issues. But like when I lived with him, he took care of us. Like he was trying to get away from all the bullshit and he didn't have a drug abuse problem. If he did, dr- if he did drugs, he never did them around us and he didn't let it affect paying the bills or feeding us and shit like that, you know? My mom just had, um, she had five kids with three different men and like things happened to her as a child. So I don't want to make her sound like a horrible person, but like she was lost and a lot of us end up lost yeah. and it happens from a young age, like bad shit happens and it fucks up your patterns of thoughts and your emotions. And then you can't handle them, especially if you're around, if you're around adults that are running wild, then you're exposed to so much heavy adult shit at like 12 years old that you, you don't know how to process it, but you just pretend like you do. And then. But yeah, then as soon as I found skating, the silver lining, because it was something that I could do because I tried school. I wanted to be good at school. I wanted to be good at, I tried basketball. I wanted to be good at that. Didn't make the Mm -hmm. team. School, I couldn't do good at just because, not that I couldn't do it. It was just that my emotions were fucked up. So I go to school on the edge of tears and then I'm hanging around with other kids and like people would just say things that I just, it was probably my issues and I was projecting, but I got into a lot of fights in middle school and stuff. And I, more importantly, I moved a lot. So I missed so many fucking days of school that I couldn't like get good grades. Cause I was always barely making it. So like, as soon as I found skating, the whole, all that world disappeared and a whole new one opened up and I was obsessed. And literally that like, no more depression, no more suicidal thoughts, just something to work on and meet people and I could express myself and I didn't have to worry about not making the team and, and uh you could do it by yourself or you could be on a team with someone it was like there's so much complexity you know yeah no and, and I, I I like to compare it because I mean I suck at golf but I like playing golf because it's an escape like a four-hour escape skateboarding's the same thing like you get in the zone like hours can go by and you don't have any of your drama and any of that bullshit on your mind it's like, let's get this trick. Even if you're falling and you're getting hurt, it's still a distraction from your life. So regardless of where you're at and where you're from, that's the one huge plus of skateboarding. And as you know, it just, it's a nice escape, you know, and it's a good outlet too for kids. Yeah. And, and the escape, the way of like phrasing it as an escape always made me uncomfortable because mm. I like, I did use it as an escape at times and that was kind of unhealthy. Mm, yeah. But for me, it was just like, it was a good distraction and something. It was a good thing to, it challenged me enough to hold my attention. Whereas everything else I didn't want to pay attention to. Good point. Like, yeah. Whether it was my home or whether it was my home life or my schoolwork or whatever, it just wasn't, it didn't hold my attention. And then when I found skating, it held my attention and I just knew I could work at it too. You know, I was like, Oh, I'm going to get better if I don't give up. And I'll figure out how to do that. I'll figure out how not to push Mongo and I'll, I'll figure <laughs> out how to, 
tray flip and whatnot, you know? And like, that's what I really loved about it was that it was difficult enough to hold my attention. And like, it was rewarding, personally rewarding. You put effort in and you would see it over time. You don't have to, and it's endless, you know, it's endless. You can always learn something or do something better or with different style or different approach like that. And it was an escape. The only reason I bring up the difference is just because like, I didn't really like when I used it as an escape because a lot of us will let it stunt our growth as people because we want to be like Peter Pan and be little kids forever, you know? And it's like skateboarding has that aspect to it, but it doesn't have to be. I, I think that I've grown with skateboarding and I've changed through all different types of things. I went from a little kid who wanted to escape everything. And then I went from that to someone who was very focused on things and trying to be determined. And then, you know, and even nowadays, maybe it's a bit of an escape when I have like too much adult responsibility. I just get to the park and it's like party time, you know? Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, you got a lot of plates spinning, you know, and and for sure. But one thing that, that I really admire about you is, is your outlook on life and your positivity. So like considering you. your rough upbringing, where did that mindset come from? Uh, thanks, man. Appreciate that. Uh, I don't know. I remember as a little kid, man, I was always like a happy little kid for the most part. Like when I had like, like the calm times in my life, I just remember being a happy, like excited kid. Like I'm super into um, philosophy and like, I like paying attention to science and like technology and like, the things that we life is so overwhelming but in a good way it's like there's so much possibility you know and I've always kind of had that in me but for a long time it just kind of got it kind of died out just because of the stuff with my family and like not having any control over the people around me or like having any uh control of my own life and just being at the whims of things mm-hmm. that like all that kind of like gets tampered down and it gets faded but then skating helped bring it all back out you know it's like when you can focus on something, it really helps like develop your character and then you can open up. But like for me, I don't know. I've, I'm, I'm, I love life. I'm excited about life. Uh, even at the worst now, like I couldn't, I can't even imagine that I used to think that way, you know, like life is crazy and it can be heavy and hard for everyone, you know, at times, but as long as you're in control, you know, like I really like, I think that's goal is like be, be personally in your life and be happy, optimistic. You're kind of like, going with the flow, but you're also kind of swimming in the direction you want to go so that you're a willing participant in life. And uh, it'll just keep you optimistic. You'll keep moving. You'll keep finding new things. You'll expand on yourself, which will help your relationships. And we'll all keep going in the same direction forever. I look at life in like a long like timeline. Like, I don't know. I, it's another weird thing too, is I always like getting older. I always felt like I should be older because when I was younger, I dealt with adult shit a lot. And yeah. I would always think about it and process it. So then I would watch the people around me, like older than me, dealing with stuff that I already dealt with, like long time, like losing yeah. people. I dealt with death at like a young age, like losing yes. my father at 13. He was shot. And then like losing my mom earlier than most and um, just like dealt with like heavy shit, you know. So but I don't know. I'm, I, I tend to get overexcited now. <laughs> like <laughs> if sometimes I'm too excited and I like blow shit because I'm too excited and nervous, you know. <laughs> no i, I get it that's what i love from. about it i love that man and and even now and, and, and on talking to you now and then the of the interviews i've heard over the years i mean you have like no ill will towards your parents regardless of how they brought you up like you said your dad always looked out for you and your mom you you were you were aware of her fallback 
And, and, and that's so cool to hear. And like anyone out there listening, like maybe is in a similar situation. I mean, you, there's like no ill will towards your parents that I can sense. Like you, 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 you understand it and you've kind of embraced that and moved on. Yeah, man. I think the real answer to your last question is that it must be from my parents. Cause like my parents at their best were unbelievable people that were like, I think that's the problem is they were like really strong, attractive people and they had all the potential in the world and then things just got out of control, you know? So that's probably where it came from for me is like, I see my father as I get older, I see him in in the mirror when I look and then like, I think about my mom a lot and she was like Mm -hmm. amazing, but she just had things just got out of control for her. And it's like, you can, I think we might have like a mental illness problem in my family that we work through that we're trying to work through. Cause I have a lot of substance abuse in my family, even with my sisters and gambling and obsessive compulsive, hence the skateboarding. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it's definitely from them, you know, like, and that's why I don't really get mad about the whole thing. Cause like, it's kind of a gift and a curse. Cause my life, I've seen the lows, but the highs are fucking unbelievable, you know? So that's exactly, man. And that's, and that's why I wanted to chat with you today, man. Just your story and just your, your outlook on it. And I mean, and much like many others who are listening, I mean, skate, your skateboarding journey has its ups and downs. I mean, you, you've had big sponsors like, you know, Fibro, Zoo York, World Industries, Birdhouse, you know, but eventually that all was taken away and you were sponsorless, you know, and that eventually led to where you know you came up with the idea for all i need so how how soon after you know all that just kind of the shit hit the fan did you say oh i i need to do something for myself now it was pretty much while i was riding for zoo york i started uh making t-shirts for all i need just because zoo york was like my friends and my my uh all my friends were on the team and like the team manager was my good homie seamus that we came up together he filmed me and i was like film and sponsor me tapes and he ended up being team manager and filmer for uh fiber birdhouse new york like we rode for all these companies together like and then when i was riding for new york they were talking about turning me pro and uh to me that was like something i was i was on i was a tryhard when it came to being sponsored because i always wanted to do cool stuff in skating that i saw like pro shoes and pro model boards and all the tours and the traveling and i always understood that like that shit doesn't happen unless we work for it, you know? So like when I started writing for companies, I always wanted to focus and do things, work on projects, always wanted to film a video part. I would even like not drink and I'd hold back. Like I was kind of boring as a dude at times and probably the sober, annoying asshole at times, you know? <laughs> but, uh, but uh, yeah, I just fucking always looked at my skating like that. So when they told me I was going to get a pro model board with New York and then I feel like just some politics happened because other people were like the company wanted to turn someone else pro. And it was like, I don't know. It just didn't seem like it was going to happen. It was like conflict or whatever. And uh, Seamus was just very honest and open with me. Cause he's the team manager. He's like, yeah, like they, a lot of us want you to have a board, but other people are saying this way. So mm. he just kind of, I think he actually went out and reached out to like Charlie or RP best, Charlie Thomas, or RP best at world industries and uh world industries ended up hitting me up and asking me to be a pro while i was riding for new york but th- that basically that time i just started started all i need t-shirts we started making t-shirts while i was riding for zoo and i didn't know if i was going to go pro and it started seeming like i wasn't going to go pro and i was like well fuck it even if like i'm not going to be pro here like maybe i could just do my own brand and help other people and put other people on that was the thing i was like 
what, how can I serve skateboarding? Like, where can I be best? If I'm not going to go pro here and I'm just going to have to figure it out. And I realized like, and then luckily our world industry hit me up and they're like, yeah, we want to turn you pro pro board, pro shoes and all that stuff. And I was like, hell yeah, I'm fully down as long as I can yeah. keep going with, as long as I can keep going with all I need. Because at that point, all I need became like, I was a sponsor because I had team riders and young kids that I like watched them develop and grow around here in Taunton Mass uh, at Skater's Edge. So I was like helping kids out and doing stuff, uh, skate camps with all I need. So like, that's where all I need started basically was right then where I was like, I don't know if I'm going to go pro or not, you know? Yeah. And like, how can I help out skateboarding if I'm not going to be a pro, you know? Like, and I was so grateful to be pro too, because I traveled the world. I've like seen almost every country. Like it was amazing to do that. And then when it was like as an amateur and then as a pro, cause as an am, I was flying and traveling too. I wrote for like New York and they had a big budget. Same with birdhouse. I got to travel with, with him as an amateur. So I got to go to Europe as like a young amateur skateboarder, you know? So I just like wanted to figure out how to, how, how I could help skateboarding. That's where all I need came into the picture was like, how can I help someone else do what I already did? Because I was fortunate enough that other people did that for me, you know? So that's, and it stemmed right towards the end of New York when I started riding for world. And then I got a pro board for world and I kept all I need going. Cause all I need was like my little baby that I created and they were cool with it. They were like, even putting like the a logo our uh, all I need logo. Mm -hmm. They would put it on, one of my pro model mid top shoes. We had it on the heel and stuff. So it was kind of sick, man. Very cool. Yeah. And I love the backstory on the name too. And it, I wrote the, your quote is I named it all I need as a way to always remind myself, you need skateboarding. It saved your life. Don't ever give up. And it's kind of hard to hate on that. You know I mean? It's a cool name and a cool message, cool meaning too. Yeah. I appreciate that, man. And that's totally where it stemmed from. It was like skateboarding saved your life. Literally. I think about the, I basically was able to pull myself out of poverty because of skateboarding, not just poverty financially, but mental, mental poverty. I was able to yeah. uh, work through my demons, like exercise my demons through just like applying myself to something and not giving up on it and just like building it into my character, you know, and that like really helped me a lot. So definitely a good reminder, you know, love that. And so, and then after all we've talked about so far, I mean, if, if you think about it, and, and I don't know if you have or not, maybe in hindsight, you know, all of the events that have happened, you know, most people think they happened to you. In a way, these all happened for you. You know, we're talking here today, you have your brand, your success, they happened for you. So it's, I don't know if you ever thought about it like that, but it's kind of, that's how I see it. Yeah, no, I do, man. I do definitely see it like that. Mm -hmm. um, that's why I stay, uh, I try to be eternally grateful because I realize that I'm like, like, these are silver linings. These are things that help me out. Like, that's why I wouldn't change my past either. Cause I'm kind of built for like, um, to survive like recessions and pandemics and stuff. Like I've just dealt with like, when you deal with loss a lot and you can overcome it and survive it, you know, like you can survive anything, you know? So, and it's, I'm grateful for the things that have come into my life. I think a lot of it is just trying to realize that as growing up is that they're happening for me, you know? and separate yourself from what's happening and try to just sit there and be like, this is good. Like, it's not me. It's something that's happening, you know? So true, man. And yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, you've battled through, you know, the recession and then, yeah, we're, we're, we've all, the world has been dealing with the pandemic and I know it sucks for everyone, but I try to be optimistic too. I'm like, all right, there's something in it that in the, when we eventually all can poke our heads out and 
see the light again. There's going to be something good in it for all of us. You know, I've been trying to take advantage of the downtime I've had. I've had plenty of extra time with my kids. Like all this stuff in hindsight is going to be like, yeah, it sucked, but. So it's kind of like you said, you, you, you can handle anything now. That's you're like, bring it on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree, man. I, I wholeheartedly agree with what you just said. I think it'll be better overall. The thing that's sad about it is just the amount of shit we add on top of a pandemic, just being flawed humans, <laughs> you know, like, so that's true. You're like, oh. <laughs> so damn true. And humans with empathy and a brain and just, yeah, it's, it's true, man. It's so true. So, so I, I want to shift to your, your podcast now. I mean, you've, your podcast has been around since like what, 2014 or something. So what, my main question is how, like, you have a lot of plates spinning every day. You're doing a lot. How do you find the time to stay consistent with like your, your content? So that's been a learning process, Rick. Uh, um, Cause remember earlier when I said that I get excited, <laughs> yeah. I also, I get really excited, but I also like my feelings. I work through them. Literally I do, I add work onto them, you know? So yeah. and in the beginning I was doing too much all the time. Like, and it wasn't bad cause it was helping me learn to deal with like, my weird impulses, you know? So, but now I've learned just to slow down a little bit and just take it like, like realize they're happening for me. So I got to go at a pace that I can manage because these are gifts. So like, if I'm just trying to force it and force it and force it, it's just going to fall apart. But if I sit back and I let things happen and I acknowledge them and then, uh, and then I can work at a pace that I can manage, like, I had high expectations and aspirations, you know, like, and I tend to overwork a lot, you know? So, but that's like my skater in me is like, when you want to learn a trick, you become obsessive compulsive and you try a thousand different idiot iterations until you figure out how to land the trick, you know, my, that's kind of how I am in life too. And the things I work at is I like want to try a thousand different tries so I can figure out what works and streamline it. And that's been a huge process with all these things that I'm juggling. Like, and sometimes I do it to myself. I take on too much stuff, but I've been great about that because I realize I have to be good and use my time where it's a healthy way. And I can't like take on more than I can handle at the moment, you know, but luckily I, I know I can handle a lot because of how I grew up and the complexities of my relationships with, with my family and my father and my mom. And like, I know how to manage things, you know, yeah. from learning how to manage my own life, you know? Yeah, so I'm, I know. I'm still trying to figure it out. <laughs> I know we all do, right? I mean, I kind of do the same too. It's like you say yes to too many things. You're like, oh, damn. And then you look at your schedule like, okay, well, I'll make it work. And then you kind of learn from that. Like maybe next time I need to spread it out or say no more or just something. But <laughs> that's why I'm glad you're, you're taking the time with me today. I'm like, I was, I was surprised you were, you were as available as you were so soon, which is cool. But, um, but I had to ask that. I'm like, yeah, you, I see a lot of you, you're, you're hustling, man. It, and it shows, obviously it's, it's not like, but the thing is, as you just pointed out, it just popped in my head too. You take on a lot, but talking to you now, watching all your videos or just your interviews, you're the same dude. Like there's no different Anthony, like off the camera. I can tell it's your platforms. All your content is consistent and it's you. And that's very cool. Thanks, man. That, that, that means a lot to me because, uh, it's it's like hard to be like really open with everyone all the time you know so but it's like how i know how to be so i try to be like that more so it's nice to hear the feedback yeah well well as your podcast like just the overall vibe I mean, like you showed me your setup you know and just the layout and just you know the way 
the way I guess it leads into my next question, I guess, too, is because you, you encourage your listeners to send in questions, which they do, which is awesome. You have an engagement. But the main thing I want to point out is you make a point to speak to all levels of skaters, like regardless, beginner, noob or anything like that or experience. So how important is like teaching the next generation of riders to you? Oh, hell yeah. That's an awesome question. Thank you. It's huge, man. It's, it's a way that like, because I teach a lot of skateboards on Saturday and Sunday mornings. Usually I make time between nine and noon to go to my local skate park. We have this indoor skate park here, Skaters, Skater's Edge, and it's 30,000 square foot awesomeness. Awesome. And um, I just schedule lessons there. And in the summers, we'll do them at out, outdoor parks too. But, mm. but basically, I just carved out time in my life on Saturday and Sunday mornings because I realized that the skateboard lessons were helping me. Like, uh, just meeting people for one, that was great. Like just constantly being committed to something on the weekend where I got to wake up early and go hang out and like be present was like a help helping me grow, you know? And then watching these kids like fucking learn to battle stuff and like, oh, yeah. it's, it's amazing. It's so, to see. Yeah. So the lesson part was that. And then like, then I started thinking about it. Like how can I help someone so they can have a smoother trend ride in skateboarding and not get hurt. So then I started thinking about how to actually show them how to balance and pump a mini ramp and do everything from the ground up. Like my thoughts went from like, I don't want these people to get hurt and I want them to have skateboarding in their life as long as possible. Like, and, and I'm teaching the lesson, you know? So I got to like, so then I just started thinking of everything like that. And then also a great thing about skateboard lessons is uh, the characters and personalities, like seeing them in little kids and real, realizing how smart and sharp they are. And like, if we don't, if we don't tarnish that, they're going to be great. You know, if we can nurture it and let their character blossom, like I know so many hilarious, like brave, like epic little humans that <laughs> yeah. like are the future, literally the future, you know? So I don't want to get in the way of that whenever I try to teach skateboard lessons. Like I don't, I always want to try to like help them do well and flourish so I can have a bunch of friends to skate with anytime I show up to the park, you know? Yeah. And that's what it turns into. I had, I do the lessons for a year or two and then after a while they get to the age where they're just kind of autonomous and they don't really need like to, they don't need a coach they just need a friend you know and then i show up at the park and we just shred and it's epic <laughs> yeah and that's the cool thing and i love i always thought about too well before the pandemic i was working with kids at after school program i don't know if that's going to come back or not or when but i love uh working with kids and yeah. it's just, just like, as you said, just to see just that spark or that, you know, that curiosity, just seeing them evolve, you know, and I always thought about that too. I, mean, I don't know if I'm, I mean, I, I could probably teach skateboarding, but it's not something that's on my radar, but it shows you, yours. when I watch yours, you know, train, you know, videos about giving lessons, it's, it's cool to see those kids, like you said, shred. And then next thing you know, their, their skills are going, you know, they're, they're getting better than you after a while. It's like, damn, these kids are picking up quick and they're just killing it. So I, I know it's probably cool to see that and and i can you know i live vicariously through some of the videos i see of the trainings and stuff like that lessons so it's cool that you mentioned that it's you know you you enjoy that and it shows yeah and and then i've also done lessons with older people too which is just as good it's like an amazing <laughs> yeah because i like the like so the kind of the opposite of with the little kids i have this like 60 year old woman and she just was super excited on skating and uh it was cool to watch her kind of like be more childish, you know, like the opposite. Whereas little kids, they always, I'm always like, wow, they can focus pretty long on something and they don't give up if you encourage them. And like, they're like, take on adult characteristics. And then when you get to see an adult 
who's probably works all the time and is all serious. And then they can go out there and have fun and like loosen up and like not be embarrassed and stuff. Like that's amazing. I've had like people that were overweight that came to skate and hang out with me. And like, they're telling me like, I am working to, you know, I'm trying to get my weight down and do some active. Like, Hell yeah, it's amazing. The range of people taking lessons is cool. Cause skating, I think that's kind of what you're asking me for is like the fact that it's been in generations for a long time now, like there's generations of skateboarders now that means young and old and you can see it. It's so cool that people love it. It's universal. It is. I love it. And I'm sure you've seen, I mean, I checked your site, dude. You sold out a lot of boards and a lot of skate companies are seeing that a lot of shops can't keep boards in stock. So there's an uptick in skateboarding and interest too. So, but it's cool that, you know, skaters, I'm seeing people that have taken like 20 year breaks. They're getting back into it. So it's, it's just so cool that, that, that it's, you know, you, you know, I mean, I'm a little bit older than you, but the waves of skateboarding, it's, it's like now it's gaining more momentum again, which is great for a whole new generation that we're going to be talking about in 10 years from now on our podcast. You know, it's, it's great that skateboarding hasn't died and people care enough about the shit to carry it forward and pass it on. Like it's unbelievable. Yeah. Especially, exactly. especially cause it does save people's lives. Like a lot of us, put it's like the muse for us to put our energy into to develop our characters and figure out who we are you know like it does it it can be trivial too it's just play and fun but like it can be more than that as well you know it just depends on what you need at that moment you know what i mean like each individual is different and come at to come at skating with different angles and approaches and like it's so cool dude it's all consuming in my life clearly (laughs) it is yeah no i love it man so i guess that could i ask you a question yeah go ahead do you have kids? I do. I have two. A boy, girl. No. They're twins. You have girls, twins? One boy, girl, twins. So I got one of each. That's right. How old are they? Nine. They're going to be nine in May. So. Wow. Sick, man. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. They don't. My, uh, my daughter, she'll let me, you know, ride her down the driveway and holding her hand. She shows a little bit of interest and she's a little bit more of a rebel than my son. My son's total sports all, I, mean, I can't keep up with the kid. He wants to play, you know, hockey, soccer, baseball, football in the backyard. Like, so, but I, I have hope for my daughter. She's a little rebel. She might be a skater one day, you know. <laughs> That's sick. Yeah. I've noticed that teaching lessons too, is that there's people that are willing to take more risks, you know, like in life and with things and they're, um, and then there's other people that aren't, they're not that brave, but I have all type that come to skate and usually the ones that aren't that brave and are kind of scared of stuff and like timid they need skating more because it's the challenge they need it like pushes them to do things and go to that line where you're you're risking it you know so true uh, yeah man it's, the yeah. lessons is amazing man and that's it cool is. that you have kids man that's unbelievable no it's awesome i love it. it's like the best job I, I have ever uh you know done and, and will do but it's cool you met you made a great point because my son is like he wants to be the comedian of the room. Like he's always cracking jokes and we're always telling him like time and place, dude, like don't say that. Or he's trying to, he's trying, he finally learned sarcasm. So it's so funny. He's like, that's sarcasm. Like it's so funny, but my daughter, and I don't know if there's a connection to this, but um, cause it just popped my head when you said it, cause she's a little bit more reserved. Like she doesn't want all the attention. You know, she just kind of does her own thing. So that's why I think that maybe if she does pick up skateboarding, it'll be like my aha moments. Like, of course that's her outlet. That's going to be like her. And then she's going to build more confidence through whatever she does, but I can see her going, okay, skateboarding just kind of gives that switch, you know, flip for her confidence. Yeah. That would be amazing. Yeah. But I'm, you know, I'm not, I'll, 
I keep joking my wife, you know, cause I, you know, well, you can see the listeners can't see, but we got a pretty full garage and eventually I'm going to get a quarter pipe in here. And I always tell her it's for the kids. It's for the kids, but eventually it'd be for me, but <laughs> it'd be cool to see them rolling around on, it, even if it's on their knees or whatever, pushing Mongo down the road, whatever, you know, but it'd be cool to see that. Hey, actually, can I keep asking you questions? Of course, man. Go for um, it. Where'd your, where'd the name of your podcast come from? Dude, that's a good question. I'm a visual guy, so I, I saw the um, – and I'm wearing the uh, you know, sweatshirt right now, but I saw the name first, like, in my brain. Actually, no, I, when I was thinking of the ideas for the show, I, I thought of, like, No Comply, and I'm like, eh, it doesn't have a good – and I think there's already, like, a show out there. There's another show, like, No Coping. And then I'm like, I was just – I was literally waiting to pick up my kids at school, and I'm like, No Mongo. No Mongo. I wrote it down. I kind of put it on my phone. And I just went with it, dude. I bought the domain for the website before I even launched the podcast. I was just all in on no Mongo. And that was just kind of what it is. Because I think, and it goes back to the fact that I don't have like a list of illegal tricks. You know, like you have some skaters or pros out there. Anyone out there, dude, don't do this, this, and this. I'm like, whatever, just do it stylish. I don't care. I don't have illegal tricks. Just don't push Mongo. Or don't, or try not to. I mean, I won't hold it against you. But I advise not to push Mongo. So that's kind of where my, the genesis of it all came. Yeah, that's funny, man. I, I sometimes have to try to break the Mongo habit in people in skate lessons. It's tough. Just because I'm like, a lot of it's like when you're skating trans, uh, skating street too, it's like pushing regular just helps so much more. It does, man. Yeah, I've had a couple people reach out and listen to the show. They're like, yeah, I'm trying to break it, the habit. I'm like, you got this, man. You can do it. Don't push some kids, it. Some kids, though, uh, there's the other habit that's hard to break too is the scooter foot. When they ride a scooter a lot, their front foot just stays straight and it's like vertical with the board instead of sideways where you yeah. can use your toes and heels for balance. Yeah. So that's another one. Tends I know, you're like, dude, different. you're not going to learn to ollie that way. You got you to you turn that. Yeah, exactly. It's like you got to find the balance with your feet across the board too, you know? <laughs> exactly. So I guess I'm sure there are many, like we talked about like the kids and stuff like that, but I'm sure there, for anyone out there that maybe is listening to your story or just, you know, maybe they've had – some aspirations, but to anyone like starting like their own brand, I mean, you've, you've been experienced, you know, you were in the game, you were sponsored. Now you're running the company. Is there any advice that you can give to like anyone listening who might be considering starting something up? You know, I know it's, there's not a one shot, a one direction or one answer, but is there anything you can give it from the experience you've had with all I need? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Just be ready for a challenge. Be ready to accept growth. Be ready to face your inadequacies. <laughs> be oh. ready to uh, be ready to like uh, work really, really hard. And be, but also be opposite all those things too. Like when you get wins and stuff, be ready for highs and lows and celebrate and fun and like just be ready to put your all into it. You know, I mean, it's an extension of yourself. You know, because you're putting your blood and what equity into the thing to build a thing and then it grows beyond you hopefully eventually if you don't give up on things and you find ways to get more talented people involved and like create new stuff and like just be ready to juggle every problem you can imagine but you'll figure it out you know you just can't give up and, and a lot of it is just trying to figure out a way to do it at a pace that you can sustain it because like you want to conquer the world everyone does like, and you as you should you know yeah uh, but just go at a pace that you can manage so you can learn as you go. Like it's not, like you said, every brand is its own thing and different things need different things at different times, you know? So true. you go and you figure it out and you figure out what your strengths and weaknesses are. 
if you can get through your life and like find a reason to be here, then, and you're starting a brand, then that's a good start. Like if you're, that. yeah, if you want to, if you're, you have a determination to be here on earth and like work at things and you can picture your future and you want to figure it out and you start a brand, you can do it. You just got to like, you gotta, you gotta just not give up on something man. be dedicated. It's, that's why I was kind of asking about like your kids and stuff. Cause kids, when you have kids, it pulls you in and gives you purpose instantly because it's not it about you, you know? Totally. Yeah, uh, it, exactly. And one thing that came to mind too, in your time is, uh, is patience. You know, I don't have much of it. I'm getting better, especially with kids who, you know, like you got to have patience, but yeah, in any aspect of like, I'm, I'm speaking for myself, like of aspect of life, it's gotta be patience too. like long-term long game, like, eye on the prize you know where you're gonna get but then it's like all right do the steps to get there and kind of enjoy the ride yeah. too like you do you're enjoying the ride you have goals you have aspirations even though you know you're you're where you're at now but you're enjoying the ride which is cool we can see that yeah yeah definitely man and and honestly a lot of my uh sometimes you just got to make time to to um go have fun and like not conquer the world too and then you come <laughs> back to it you know like that's a good point <laughs> yeah like but uh yeah, I don't know. Just it's hard to believe in yourself all the time, especially when you're growing up and you're trying to figure things out. And it's like, but just try to know that you're a good person and try to match that and be one and live up to your own ideals. And uh, you'll figure things out, you know? Like, so true, man. Yeah. I'm not really religious. Like, I yeah. like religion and I'll like, but I don't subscribe to like a church or anything. But um, I like the concept of the stories and religion and stuff like that so uh yeah just know like you're gonna make mistakes and that's part of life but know that ultimately if you aim at something better better than yourself and just keep working at it you'll transform and become something better than yourself like what you were the day before you know Perfect. Uh, I love that. actualization you know love that dude love that and that's hard that's like we all need reminders like all i need is that like i always said that about all i need is it's a reminder i need to get a tattoo because my friend Ramsey has the A logo on the back of his arm, which is nice. so sick. A couple of people, my other friend Mikey has it like on his chest. He has like all I need. And like I need a tattoo. I don't even have one. And it's like <laughs> it would be a good reminder to look down and try to yeah. figure out what my needs are at certain times in my life, you know? Yeah, well, you know, we, I don't know if you were, you can always start with those little bracelets that everyone wears. Little, little, they have the little messages on it. <laughs> yeah, we did some. We actually did some. I gave them out. Oh, there we go. Yeah, nice. those are sick. Well, cool, man. I got like probably a couple more questions for you. This has been great, but I want to, I kind of want to nerd out a little bit. So like my next one is besides like the obvious ones on your team or your crew, when you have some free time, which kind of brands or skaters are you keeping an eye on these days? Ooh, I like this question. It's going to take me a second to like really <laughs> process it though. Yeah, but, don't worry. Um, I mean, I watch a lot of Instagram. I watch mm -hmm. a lot of you watch a lot of YouTube. I'll even lurk videos on Facebook. Like I naturally want to go back and just talk about the things when I was growing up that I liked. I used to love Habitat a lot. Habitat, always yeah. pay attention to them back in the day. They were so sick. Yep. Nowadays, I, I watch a lot of the local kids around here ripping their footage, especially through Instagram. I'm trying to think about brands that I'm stoked on now. Let me see. There's a couple of local brands I'm really psyched on right now. My friend Justin Healy and Nick Lane, they just started a board brand called Deforestation, which is pretty sick. My other friend, 
uh, he plays in a band and they just started doing boards. It's called Color Killer. Nice. Uh, some like 12 year old punk rock kids. They, they, <laughs> they're starting to figure out a brand. Um, there's another cool. brand, another brand around here called Oyster Brand and they do some sick graphics and they're starting to form and have they've had like four or five different graphics now like a lot of local stuff i've been paying attention to for brands really that's good man so yeah another one too is uh, i'm curious to hear your thoughts on this too what are what are your thoughts on it on skateboarding well finally or eventually when it does happen hitting the olympics it's one where I like to make a joke about and talk shit on. So that's fun to do. Cause that's part of sports is being a sh- uh, fair weather fan and talk shit and stuff. <laughs> and I would probably be like a fair weather fan to the Olympics just because it's not like, it's like a sport. It's less like my version of skating, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like funnier to me, but in all seriousness, like I don't care. Like if dudes are getting paid to go run in a competition and have to be athletes and they're into it, it'll be fun to watch and there'll be storylines and all that stuff. They'll come all the drama with it too. And of course, whatever, but, um, overall too, it's only every four years. So it's like, there's going to be hype every four years and then there'll be like a new crop of people or I don't know. It's weird. I'm so conflicted because skating to me is like the complete opposite. It was more like therapy, you know, like I would go skate and like just work through my issues and hang out with friends. So like, the Olympics is the polar opposite of what I what really drives me towards skating. Yeah, I knew that was going to be a good one to ask you, dude. But I, I go I go back and forth. Like, if you twenty five year old me, I would have been like, no, hell no, it's lame, that's stupid. But you know, soon to be forty six year old me is like, yeah, whatever, dude, that's cool. I mean, people love competitions. They they love to like push themselves to the limits, and you know, they're a time based. Yeah, you're representing your country, all that. So now I'm like. You go, man. I'll I'll be watching it. So it'd be cool. They're gonna have break dancing in the Olympics one day. I'm like, huh? I I used to break dance as oh, a kid. Shit. I'm like, now they're gonna be like breaking for the you know their countries. Dude, I'm gonna pop lock all over for US, bro. <laughs> exactly, man. <laughs> get get your cardboard ready, you know. It's just like bring it on. <laughs> but but um the Olympics though, I imagine under the Olympics, there's gonna be a whole supporting cast of people trying to like train kids into like being athletes and stuff. Yeah. Which is gonna be weird as hell. Like I don't know if that's like who knows, but like that's weird to me a little bit. That's an excellent point. Cause you're gonna have those uh you know helicopter dads and moms and they're just pushing the kids on the board and maybe the kids don't want to ride and they're like, No, you're gonna be the Olympics way. So I can see that too, like yeah, I, you know, I'd be curious if it happens this year. I don't know. It, I mean, we'll see what, what, what happens. I think it's, what, June or July or what, August or when it was supposed to happen. But, you know, the way things are gone, I mean, who knows, you know? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, because I've had parents in my lessons come up to me, and I could tell they, like, their kid's really good at skating, you know, and they're, like, trying to, like, get them into things. Sometimes I have, like, normal parents, but I've also had parents that are, like, trying to get them trained you know and my lesson changes when I'm like the parents are taking it too serious my lesson goes to like I'm going to teach this kid to have fun like we're going to go have fun and whatever just depends on who shows up you know excellent point dude it's yeah you got the they're watching you with like binoculars like make sure you teach them that trick teach them this way you know come on Anthony do that do that yeah and I get it I get it they're a kid yeah. and you're paying money for your kid to, to learn something you know but like sometimes people take it too serious or it's more for them you know and I don't get that often but when I've gotten that I'm like dude these are the Olympic kids <laughs> and you'll probably be yeah in like eight year no it'll be much older but yeah down the road but all right yeah I remember that kid <laughs> yeah 
Well, cool. I got, I got one more question for you. Your time has been, I've been appreciate your time. Except this one is not skateboard related. Okay. So, and, and, and I want, so basically if someone is listening and is interested in getting into pole fitness at home, do you recommend them getting like a 45 millimeter or 55 millimeter pole installed? Do you know, do you have any advice? I, I don't know any of the like mathematics of the <laughs> poles, but, uh, <laughs> I have had them installed in my house, but I didn't actually do them. <laughs> we have one. My lady has one downstairs and she, uh, she could tell you the centimeters and all that stuff, but she rips, she rips that thing. And it, it's crazy. It's so funny about, uh, the pole dancing stuff is, uh, it reminds me of skating sort of because <laughs> uh, there's so many different characters and personalities and reasons why people do it. Like one of my friends, my lady's friend and I, uh, Maggie, she has a pole studio in Worcester mass called paradigm pole studio. And, uh, she's like, reminds me of me like obsessive compulsive. She loves pole dancing and like teaches lessons and all that stuff it's so crazy i grew yeah. up in my lifetime when I, when I grew up pole dancing like when i was younger pole dancing was just the thing in strip clubs to now it's like it's crazy it's like it's just a normal thing now yeah know? i mean that's why i had to mention because i saw that video it was your house i don't know if it's your, i think it's probably your former house not your current house but you know i'm like dude i gotta ask oh, so both, yeah if both. you can do me a favor and just get back you know check with your, your lady and say is 45 millimeter or 50 millimeter i'll just let my curious audience know in case they're wondering yeah, definitely. My lady, she, my lady, love my lady teaches pole dancing and loves it. And like, it's crazy, man. She's all about it, dude. No, that was so cool. And, and, and I think you've talked about before is like, that's like a whole art in itself. Like people just assume it's, you know, it's strippers or whatever, but that takes skill. I couldn't do it, man. I'd probably fall on my head and, you know, break my arm or something, you know, it takes some skill. Yeah. No, it's funny. Cause, uh, when I tell people that they think it's like glamorous and it is like, there's days where I went to like the pole studio with her and I just like was so tired and lazy. I'd be laying on the floor and just watching her do like the shadows and silhouettes and looking all beautiful and stuff. Like that's the heavenly side. But then the other side is like, they need to build muscle and their hands are all calloused and they're like <laughs> in pain. They're like beating themselves up to do the, like they perform and do like a, uh, demos and stuff and like nice. it's like athletic it's more athletic and kind of like, you're like it's not what you think of pole dancing all the time you know yeah. but yeah it's so cool it's it has a similar plight as skating because it's like for out it seems like it's for like the misfits at first you know i love that those are, yeah, those yeah, are the people cool. that like found value in it at first you know it's like oh yeah this thing's cool and then carries over so oh yeah i appreciate <laughs> the insight that you have man so let's appreciate that so I guess lastly, so where, where can uh, anyone listening find you, kind of find your content, all that good stuff? You want to plug your social media and all that good stuff? Yeah, um, I spend a lot of time on, the, on All I Need Skate on Instagram. So just All I Need Skate on Instagram. And then the YouTube channels, All I Need Skate. And I'm there twice a week. So we post on, my, on the YouTube channel on Wednesdays and Saturdays. And um, for the most part, there's some weeks where I just don't get one done. But that's been a while. I've been on a pretty consistent schedule of Wednesdays and Saturdays for the YouTube channel. Gotcha. And that's a lot of my sessions. Those are like my, my skate lessons. Uh, my, we, go, we travel to all these skate parks, any trips we take. It's like vlog style, but it's just like I just take the camera and hang out with awesome people that like to shred, basically, and just film each other. Awesome, uh, man. The podcast has been bi-weekly, like two a month because I've been doing the video portion on the YouTube channel, but 
it's if you just type in all I need podcast and uh, all I need skate into Google, you'll find all the stuff, man. But yeah, I'll put, them, I'll put it in the show notes too. So anyone can click on it and listen. Um, actually, one, one last question popped in my head. You just, so is there going to be a, a fourth feature for all from all I need in 2021 and beyond? Or you guys, I know you're, you guys are probably working on that, but it's the coronavirus and all that. Oh yeah, of course, man. Uh, that's one of the main reasons I want to do a skateboard brand is so we can film and travel <laughs> and make skateboard videos. Cause there's yeah. nothing better. There's nothing better than watching like, like our last video, Good Eye, it's on our YouTube channel. Like all those dudes, I grew up skating with them since they were little. They were in my skate camps and stuff. And like they all have full length part and to like see what they matured into and like pick a song in a direction with their skating and a style. Like video parts are one of the best things about skating, like to, in my opinion. So yeah, there's always going to be a video project in the works, like a full length one. Because cool. I'm constantly on the YouTube channel. I put up the full lengths, but like there's weekly content so it's just like whatever sessions i can capture you know like and i'm fortunate i live near skater's edge because there's so many people that come from all over new england to go to the skate park it's one of the biggest and only indoor parks in massachusetts so like i'm around so many people at like there's times where i go to the park and i'm like can't even skate but i'm like i have to film because they're killing it and this is sick you know <laughs> so that's a youtube channel but we'll always have video parts we'll be working on full-length videos for as long as all i need is alive Cause that's the main reason I want to do it. I really want to travel, film skateboarding, hang out with my friends, experience new stuff. Like, and video parts do that. Cause you guys, especially when you make a video together, it forces you to want to go somewhere cool and new and try different shit. And like, that's my main drive to even do any of this is just to hang out and skate and watch these dudes kill it. You know? Hell yeah, dude. Well, what I'll do is if I see you posting too much, I'll say, Anthony, dude, how are you get? Are you getting enough sleep? Is everything cool? Take take a little break, man. You're killing it, but hey, man, get five hours of sleep tonight, all right? <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. I've been, like I said, I've been really good about balancing things out as I get older. I like figure out like how much I can actually handle and do it at a and do it make quality. So that's oh, yeah, like a big lesson with everything is take your time and like try to find reasons to do why you do. And just don't stay at it, man. Stay at it. Don't give up. <laughs> oh yeah, and that's a good final message to send off to anyone listening so anthony dude i appreciate you coming on and your your time man it's been a great chat well exceeded my expectations dude so thanks again for coming on dude yeah rick i appreciate you reaching out and connecting man i know we don't really know each other so it's cool that we get got to meet and i feel like i have a new friend and uh i appreciate the support and the sharing and uh, as soon as your as soon as this episode drops uh, send me an email and i'll share it on all my channels uh, I appreciate the platform, man. Thank you. Yeah, dude. It's been a blast, dude. I appreciate it. Keep killing it, dude. Hell yeah. All right. Later, man. Peace, my G.